time apparently ladies and gentlemen my name is matt rory and you are listening to clns radio this is careless whispers as always my co-host the one and only that's the wrong number the one and only calvin chamberlain hello sir hello had a little earthquake so that was cool you had a little earthquake yeah breaking news yes small earthquake here in the la area right breaking news Small earthquake by Calvin's home, but he's okay, right? I've recovered quite well. Yes, he's fine. Okay. Um, I might as well just tell people about this right away. We have a Celtics ticket giveaway going on here, and uh, it's for the February tenth game against the Clippers or Paul Pierce will return to the TD Garden as a member of those Los Angeles Clippers. CLS Radio and Tick IQ have teamed up to get you in the building, and it's going to be sweet, so you want to be there. Follow CLS Radio on Twitter, and you will be entered into a contest to win the pair of tickets. Again, that's at CLNS Radio on Twitter. The contest is underway right now, and by following us, you will be entered to win, and the winner will be drawn at random on the January 31st edition of Celtics Beat. So be sure to tune into that as well once you follow us on Twitter. And uh, don't forget, along with that, you can purchase tickets to all of the local sports teams, not just the Celtics, as well as concerts and other shows by downloading the Tick IQ app for your iPhone or Android device. And when you do that, you get 10% off your first purchase with the promo code BOSTON on that Tick IQ app. Again, it's Boston when you download the Tick IQ mobile app and use it to uh, make a purchase. <clears throat> um, so that's exciting. We uh, we have some exciting things going on here too, Calvin, because we're finally, we're, we're back. We're here at, in our normal time slot, 9 p.m. No questions, no, no, way, uh, no way around it. Here we are. I'm ready to do this. You're ready. We're just going to jump right in. How was your holiday? You you care about that? Do I, I mean, do I care about my holiday? Do you care uh, about getting it out there, how it was? It went well, you know, spent some time with the family, like, as as one does. Um, don't really have any interesting stories. Normally, normally I'm, like, I have something, but uh, sort of a quiet holiday, but, you know, it went well. What about yourself? Just focus on the earthquake at this point, I guess. Uh, 
I think uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots probably had a pretty good holiday. Maybe maybe too good to the point where they didn't, did not have their minds right uh, on Sunday afternoon. Because that's where we lead off here. The Patriots' decision, not only in overtime, to kick the ball, but the, the decision at the end of the first half to uh, not use a minute and 45 seconds with two timeouts and even try and get down into field goal range. It just, it really speaks to how poorly they feel about their offense right now, in my mind. And if you believe that Belichick did indeed want to kick that ball away, he's basically saying that he doesn't trust his offense to, to get anywhere near field goal range. And that uh, he is saying that the jets are a better team than him, than, than his team at the moment, that very week, just two days ago. So I I read an interesting article on this. Apparently, uh, what Bill, what Belichick said that he intended to do was, uh, you know, pick uh, which cause you you basically have three choices. You can kick, you can defer, or you can pick which end zone you want to defend. And he was trying to uh, he was trying to you know put the wind at his back. That was his plan. Although uh, apparently it, it wasn't that windy, but so. Uh, somehow he like accidentally picked defer to the other team, which which in a situation where like if he had done that at the beginning of the game, in, instead of uh, in overtime, by by using like the wording that he did, uh, the Jets theoretically like would have been able to get the ball back in both halves, because uh, because he, because he uh, I forget what he said, but. Well, they, cause like, they said they said they wanted to kick they wanted to kick that way and pointed in the direction right. they wanted to kick. The choice is whether you kick or whether you receive or the, that's right. the goal that's that you're right. defending. And if you choose the goal that you're defending, then the other team has the option to kick or receive, and you have to put it on them. And 99 out of 100 times, they're going to choose to receive. So if you want the wind in that instance, he should have said, "We're going to defend that goal." And that's and that's it. And then it would be on the Jets to decide whether they wanted to receive the ball or kick off to the Patriots. But either way, the Patriots would be starting from that end of the field and going the other direction. They worded it the wrong way. The referee caught him on a technicality, and that you have to put it all on on the coaching staff, if you ask me, because the the player that goes out there is just is really saying exactly what the coaches told him to say. Yeah, and, and I don't think that matters because it's still even the idea that it's like you you choose to defend a goal unless it's outrageous. Look, there, there's a couple of circumstances where I, I could hypothetically see uh, where you'd want to do that. You know, maybe if if Gronkowski Gronkowski, for example, like needed some time to be looked at, then maybe you could, then maybe you say, okay, uh, we'll we'll let them have the ball first because we need this guy to get, to like have a little extra time to get back out on the field, sure. something like that, or or it's just so outrageously windy uh, in one particular direction, or the, the weather is being affected so much by which which end of the field you take that you know you think that, that factors in enough to to make a difference. Because I, I guess um, like having the ball first in overtime, like since the rule has changed, has not been uh, as it, it, it's still like a seven percent difference. But it, it's not an overwhelming, you know, 
like you have no chance to win difference. Like, yeah, you still have to get a stop. You, but, you still have to get a stop. And Belichick yeah. basically indicated it on, in, in his post-game presser, or even maybe it was the call the next morning, either way. He basically indicated that uh, he was trying to play a game of field position and that they weren't necessarily working with the wind, but that they wanted to pin the Jets back a little bit and try and uh, push them to a three and out or maybe – one first down and that's it type of thing and get the ball in good position to go and kick a field goal and win the game. But I don't know. That just to me, again, speaks to the fact that he didn't trust his offense to, to go 40 yards. If they had, if they had gone, let's actually, let's call it 50 yards, 45 or 50 yards to get into Goskowski field goal range. If he really trusted his defense to get the stop that he sort of, tried to get the or forced them into into trying to get in overtime, then he should have sent the offense out there to at least try and get the three points first and then let his defense make the stop, in my mind anyway. But who am I to question the great Bill Belichick? And it's it's still hard to get anything better than touchbacks on a kickoff. You know what I mean? The idea that you're gonna like pin somebody back on the twelve yard line on a kickoff it's pretty unlikely, right? Right. Well, this is what I'm saying is that if even if he thought that his team couldn't get the 50 yards to get into field goal range, he should have at least tried. And uh, even though he doesn't think that the uh, field position would have been as good, if he w- was confident in his defense, as he seems to have been, uh, by putting them out there to start overtime, then he would have been confident with them after his offense had already had the ball, if you ask me. Yeah, and to me, it's, it's not even a matter of confidence. It's, it, here's the thing. I, obviously, like, you want to have confidence in your defense and your offense. You're going to need both, especially in an overtime game. But I just, like, the idea that, like, you would take the chance that, that you would uh, not give, you know, a Hall of Famer time to get out on the field and in, in try to win the game, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I get it. You have, you have confidence in your defense. That's fine, but like in, you reverse that scenario. Like if they don't, if they don't stop them, they lose. It goes the other way. Like if if the Patriots get out there first and the Jets do stop them, then the game continues. It doesn't mean anything. You know, right? So this like, is what I'm saying. They still have a chance yeah. to win with their defense. That he wants to spin it as oh, he trusts his defense type of thing, or some. Maybe not Bill is, is spinning it that way, but some people are spinning it as he trusts his defense. I'm saying that. If he trusted his defense, it doesn't matter who he puts out there first. He's still going to have to rely right. on his defense at some point to get a stop unless his offense can get a, that touchdown right away, which he clearly did not believe that they could do, or else he would have taken the ball. If he thinks they're going to score a touchdown on that drive, he why would he kick the ball away? But that, but that's, to me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he, what he believes. And I guess he's done this uh, on multiple occasions. Apparently he did it two years ago. Uh, he did it one other time. To me, it doesn't matter like how much confidence a guy has in his offense or his defense, unless you think the defense is going to get a turnover. Because because what we're talking about is like giving yourself like there's no matter how good your defense is, there's always a chance that the other team will score a touchdown and then the game will be over. And no matter how bad your offense is, there's always a chance that, that offense is going to score a touchdown and that offense needs to score it at at least a field goal at some point to win, right? So, like, why – I don't understand why not 
to give yourself the lead, even if they give up the field goal. Let, let's yeah, even in that situation where they give up the field goal instead of a touchdown, you're still putting more pressure on the other team than that has to score a field goal. Whereas if your team goes out there first, even if they don't they don't get a field goal, you still have a chance to like hold the other team to nothing. Like it's it's always harder to be the team that has to do something than the team that goes out and does something first. You know what I mean? Because that team can just run its offense accordingly. If they need to punt, they can punt. They have that option. Whereas the other team, then they, they have to run plays on fourth down. They have to be more aggressive. It's, it's just like you're putting yourself in a bad situation for no reason. Right, especially with the new play or the new overtime rules, new-ish overtime rules. They've been in place for a couple of years now with the each team gets a, gets a chance to score unless a touchdown is scored. I don't see why you don't take the ball first, unless, like you said, one of your superstars is being tended to on the sideline and needs a few minutes, or maybe one of these days the NFL will implement some ridiculous rule where you can only make substitutions every other uh, drive or something, you know, and if if something that ridiculous were to come into play, then then fine, kick the ball away. Otherwise, it's a sound decision to receive just about every single time, so... I'm just as baffled as everybody else is on this decision by Belichick. Um, but, I mean, he has made weird decisions in the past. Maybe it's part of a big conspiracy. Maybe it's uh, it's just him overthinking things and getting too cute uh, against the Jets, as he tends to do at times, and chalk it up to that. But um, hopefully they don't make any silly mistakes like this uh, in the game against Miami and choke that one away to lose the stranglehold on uh, the number one seed and the, and the buy throughout the AFC chain or AFC playoffs. And furthermore, hopefully they don't do anything silly like this in the playoffs when, once they get there uh, to, to lose, because I have a feeling that it's not going to be a cakewalk for them as it usually is to get to the AFC championship. Didn't, I, I believe, excuse me, didn't they clinch the uh, the one seed after the, the Bengals lost? I believe that they did. Is that not correct? I think they oh, still need not, to beat Miami. Oh, I think they still right, need to beat Miami because Denver has a tiebreaker over them. So, if they're, yeah, yeah. so they still you're need right. to beat Miami or hope Denver loses next week. I don't even know who they have. Um, but I think they so, so yeah, I mean we'd have to wait and see on that one. But if the Patriots, the Patriots just need to close things out against Miami, which is kind of a dangerous situation for them because Miami has some guys that can get after the quarterback. So if they decide they're going to come to play and spoil your your bid for the number one seed, you could also risk injuring your your the players that are going to give you a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, and like I said just a second ago, I don't think the road is going to be as easy as it has been in past years. Some of the teams out there look legit and like they could put up a fight against the Patriots in the playoffs. So I don't think they can afford to, to really hold back anything, you know? I kind of feel the, I just kind of feel like the AFC is pretty weak at the moment. Maybe, you know, especially with Dalton's injury, uh, the, you know, quarterback status up in the air of, of the Denver Barcos, uh, Pittsburgh sort of falling out of it. They were a threat to me, but it, the Jets in, I guess the Chiefs are a threat, but that doesn't seem like a particularly tough conference to me. But we'll get into that uh, in a week or so after you know, after the season. We can do a little playoff preview next week. I think but, uh, three, uh, three out of the four opponent, uh, potential opponents are they could beat the the Patriots. 
I think Denver, the the Jets, and um, Cincinnati. Or well, I mean, I guess not without not with Dalton, but um, what's what's the third team I'm thinking of? You just said it. What is wrong with me? Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, yes. Totally drawing, drew a blank there, um, but thank you. Kansas City can beat the Patriots, too. I mean, they struggled with them last year, and it's a different team, I know, but uh, I just, I don't know. I feel like sometimes the Patriots get a little too cute for their own good against teams like that, and they can they can catch them by surprise. So all I'm saying is where it's been a relatively easy first-round game, or first playoff game for the Patriots the past few years. I don't think it's going to be that easy this year. So they should they should be aware of that and be ready to go. Um, all right. I also need to remind everybody that uh, most CLNS radio shows, and this one especially, and the post-game shows, are brought to you by Harry's Razors. So you should wake up to Harry's and go to harrys.com and use this, the uh, promo code CELTICS to get $5 off your first purchase of a starter set. If you don't know what Harry's razors are yet, then you should wake up and get a new morning routine. Start your day with Harry's razors, wake up to a better shave, and wake up to the realization that you're paying an arm and a leg for razor blades in the store. So again, $5 off for the starter set that first purchase when you go to harrys.com and use the code celtics at checkout again that starter set is just ten dollars which is basically a month's worth of shaving for 10 bucks it's pretty cheap it's good stuff use the code celtics at checkout again harrys.com um i'm not really gonna even give out the call lines i don't feel like taking callers so there next Next. Uh, next. Next. What is next? Oh, next. that's right. Mr. Yeah. Manning. Mr. Manning. And <laughs> forget about Mr. Manning. 90% of the league, if you ask me, in my opinion. But go ahead. What's going on with Peyton Manning right now? Well, there's, there's a report from Al Jazeera, which I find hilarious, that <clears throat> that Peyton Manning's wife, Ashley, uh, received a shipment of HGH. And Peyton has, you know, had to come. He went on uh, uh, an ESPN show, the NFL Countdown, I believe, and, and uh, said that he did not take uh, HGH and is considering suing Al Jazeera. I saw uh, an interview with a reporter from Al Jazeera saying that Al Jazeera never said that Peyton Manning took HGH but simply that his wife, like, received HGH from a company. And I guess there are a couple legal medical reasons for why she could have received that those HGH, and, and the reporter was uh, asking her to not necessarily divulge her any medical conditions, but just to say whether or not she had a medical condition under which she would, you know, be allowed to legally receive HGH. What do you mean about this? I I think the entire league is probably getting HGH. I think that the NFL has probably just been covering this up for quite some time, and maybe that has something to do with the fact that players are getting more injured at a higher rate this year, is that they, they told them to cut it out uh, because they knew that it was going to be uncovered at some point. This is the ultimate conspiracy theory here, because I love NFL conspiracy theories because I just think 
the, that entire league is, is a wasteland for the most part. And uh, I, this this just added on. Add this to the list, Calvin. I think it's totally possible that Manning is uh, was using HGH along with 90% of the other players in the league. Um, just uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And I kind of want it to be true because th- this league, in my mind, really needs something to kick them in the gut and give them a dose of reality, if that's even possible. We would also, I'm guessing you probably also want it to be true because it really it really puts a stain in the, uh, the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady rivalry that's been going on. Nah, you know what? I don't really, I don't really care about the the Manning thing because honestly, Brady bounced back pretty quickly from his, in, his serious injuries as well. So, um, I would I would not say that Tom Brady should be should should avoid criticism on on that. Especially, I mean, obviously you can't just point to, at him and call him guilty for with absolutely no evidence at all. So I'm not trying to do that either. But I'm just saying that if if I were Tom Brady, I'd be I'd be careful unless I knew that I was completely clean. But me personally, Matt Rory, I don't believe that those guys uh, are are clean if they come back that quickly from from a, a serious injury. So it's, it's totally possible that Brady was using as well. And I mean, while there's n- absolutely nothing 0.0 that can link him to anything like that, I wouldn't be surprised in, on, in that regard either, Calvin. Can, can I say that I know, I know this is football and it's been a pattern for a while now, but my impression of the reaction to the story, the story and the reaction to it is that America largely doesn't care. And I'm sort of, I'm sort of proud of him. Maybe, maybe you're seeing it differently, but I don't see people outraged about Peyton Manning. There's just, I feel like there's almost just as many stories of like, will Peyton start again uh, now that Brock Osweiler is not playing that well? The playoffs are coming. Who's going to get that playoff start? It's like that's a bigger story than Peyton, like Peyton's wife receiving HGH. And again, America, I'm proud of you because really, I feel like who cares? You know, I, I, I get it. HGH is illegal. If he gets caught taking HGH directly, if you can if you can link it to him, then then great, like suspend him. But I, even then, I I won't care. I'll just be like, okay, well he got caught and he got suspended. It's like you almost expect people in, especially in football, with the injuries they take. I don't know. I I remember like Sean Merriman got busted for steroids. Nobody nobody even blinked at that. Oh yeah, he's a linebacker. Of course he's taking freaking steroids. Have you seen what NFL players look like? Yeah, they, and that's that's. The bl- Sorry, that's why yeah, I'm skeptical seven, that uh, yeah. that it, it's even possible to serve this league of dose of reality because it, it is so enormous and people really don't care when it's when it comes down to it. If uh, Peyton yeah. Manning or anybody else for that matter that's a prominent name comes out as having used HGH, uh, what's the worst that's going to happen? They get suspended and maybe a few extra fans don't watch the games that they're missing. Otherwise – they're still going to watch football. When those guys come back, they're probably still going to watch the games. And there probably aren't even going to be that many people that tune away or, or look away because of um, things like that anyway. So ultimately, the league doesn't care, and the American people don't care. So it's kind of a pointless fight, but I figured I'd make it for a minute or two. Well, also, Pete, Pete Manning has had 280-pound you know, defensive linemen and linebackers throwing him to the ground for 20 years. Like, if he needs, if he needs a little HGH to stay on the field, like, I'm, guys in the NFL get hurt constantly. Like, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm kind of okay with, with, with the dudes, like, in the NFL with the, with the length of their careers and the, the violence of the sport. Like, 
if he wants to speed up his recovery time, I'm, I'm like, I don't see the problem with that. I'm just going to come out, come right out and be honest. Like, I sort of feel like, yeah, everyone, everyone in the NFL when they get injured should probably use HGH. Straight up, there are do I there are millions like, of dollars on the line. Yeah. yeah. Do, do I think Peyton Manning is like, like using HGH to throw a ball farther? You're gonna, you're gonna have to show me the science on no. that. You, you, plus, plus, okay, Peyton Manning's using HGH right now. Have you seen him throw the football in 2015? Hmm. Have you seen him? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He just how, he, how, if anything, he's using the HGH. Well, actually, they're saying he, they weren't saying he's using it now. They're saying he was using it back in '11. Oh, is that? I, I thought she received the HGH recently. It was, it was 2011. I heard that it was 2011, and then that the one of the guys. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find a little more information on this right now, but. One of the like executives from the company, where the information was leaked from, was claiming that the person um, that put the the information put the report out there was uh, just an intern and didn't really have any authority. And but the Al Jazeera reporter actually got in touch with that company a few days earlier, and somebody at the desk said that they knew the person that put the report out there, this Charles Sly character, and that he was there for a few months, but he was actually in the pharmacy and he was not an intern. He was a legitimate pharmacist. So, but the person, the executive that they interviewed separately was trying to say that uh, Peyton Manning didn't, wasn't even involved or that the, the, the um, intern wasn't even involved in the time that Peyton Manning was being accused and that he wasn't there till 2013. But then this reporter found out that the person was actually there in 2011. So maybe the, their claims are true about the HGH back then. Interesting. <clears throat> well, Let's see if I, I can verify sort of, that for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it still doesn't change how I feel about the big picture, I guess, which is that, like, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it, and who cares? But do I... Like, the other thing is, is yeah, like, sent to sent to Manning in in 2011 when he was covering from recovering from ne- neck surgery. That's what this person was was claiming. Okay, so yeah, so he had a broken neck. Yeah. Right. Like yes. But even even then, there's like the, the other bottom line is there's no proof that Peyton Manning took the HGH. You know what I mean? His wife received it. There's no. Sure. I, yeah, it could have been anybody. Yeah. It could have been it could have been his, his cousin. You know, getting it shipped to his house. I don't know why they would do it that way, if it, if it well, were it not for me. But it could have been a Christmas gift for somebody. Sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, Davies said Manning. Uh, yeah, they're saying it was sent to his wife. You're right. So maybe yeah. she was using it. Well, there are there Everybody's are medical conditions. Like I said, there are medical conditions that like. HGH is even legal for it, so who knows? Right. Anyway, it's right. <laughs> enough of the Manning talk. We're going heavy on football this week. Uh, not much basketball, which is surprising considering your Lakers are coming into town tomorrow night, Kobe's last time in Boston. I figured you want to discuss that, but maybe we'll wait until the new year to do that. Uh, up thought, next. Yeah, I thought about talking Kobe Jordan, but uh, I don't know. I just didn't want to talk about Kobe this week. I won't take yeah. Kobe week off. Yeah. Kobe, 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 all this Kobe. Forget Kobe. Who needs Kobe? 
Not me. I don't need him. I don't need him either. Do I have a Kobe bumper? Nope. Not today, Junior. Um... that um up next is a is a story about uh a man who really fell on his face and uh calvin i feel i feel like this next story is is really it's really a uh it's a party kind of story if you ask me it really is yeah oh that was party. That's right. Yep, that's right. I'm celebrating because Chip Kelly has just been fired. Within the last half an hour, we could have led with it and made it breaking news. Instead, we we go now to say, Chip Kelly of the Philadelphia Eagles, goodbye, sir. No more pictures of the Philadelphia fanatic. No more pictures of mom's apple pie. No more big cards with the Oregon Ducks logo on it no more of this this college run offense in the nfl chip kelly a man who fooled people into thinking that the eagles were going to be any good has just left them where they began when he started three years ago what a fool you you want more of this guy where is he going now where do you think he'll end up Uh, in a college back in a college Really, you don't you don't think the Saints will look at him? Uh, you know what? I, I, this is what I was going to say. Well, first of all, I don't understand why he's being fired with one game. Not only did he get fired, but and he he was the coach and the GM. So not only did he get fired from both of those positions, but his assistant general manager also got fired. Uh, they cleaned house in the front office. Uh, I believe they got rid of one of one or two of their assistant coaches, and then you know uh, promoted Pat Shermer, former Browns coach Pat Shermer, to coach this final game against the Giants. It was like they they just waited for the Eagles to get eliminated from the playoffs, which they were last week, and then they they decided mm-hmm. to just fire everybody on the team. Mm-hmm. Like, good decision. What's the point? It is. Well, what's 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 the point of firing your coach with one game left in the season? If you, I talk about like whether or not even they should have fired him in a minute. But well, like, uh, I mean, maybe they're being cheap because this actually says he was released, which, as a friend of mine said in an email, uh, to him it makes it sound like Chip Kelly agreed to not be paid for this last couple of weeks. Maybe uh, the Eagles are trying to save some money on their payroll going into 2016. Close the books in 2015, a little, little cheaper, salary-wise. <laughs> Why would Chip Kelly agree to be fired with the one game, or agree to opt out of his contract with the one game left? Beats me, like man. He, but that just the wording of the statement made it made it sound to my, uh, this friend of mine who is more in touch with the NFL than I am that uh, maybe Chip Kelly decided he he was he wanted to leave. I don't know. I mean. I guess if he ends up getting a job within the next six days, you might have a point, you know. But right. the next five days, I will. I can't do the math right now. Yeah, the next five days, then maybe I'll say touche. Like, 
he just had to get out of that contract immediately because he had a, a big college job coming up. Obviously, if he wants another NFL job, he's not going to – you don't see Sean Payton getting fired right now. You know what I mean? Like, so he was going to have to wait that extra right. week regardless. I just right. find it a, a curious and odd decision. To me, the decision would just reflect, like, how much dislike there is, you know, for Chip Kelly in Philadelphia. And, like, I, I sort of get it. it. It's an interesting phenomenon to me because I I feel like, yes, as as a GM, he sort of, he traded, you know, all the, the, the most beloved players and best players on the team, traded them away, picked up guys, who, who didn't work out as a GM? He's he's clearly a disaster. But as a coach, to my mind, like there's no question, Chip Kelly is a good coach, and yeah, I'm sort of glad that he's out of the division again. Just look at what he went ten. He went ten and six with Nick Foles. He went ten and six, ten and six, twice with with Nick Foles and uh, who was his other quarterback? Uh, was it Vic? And then he went ten and six with I can't remember. But, Last year, I think it might have been Vic. He, yeah. Yeah, it was two years ago, rather. Last year it was Foles, but... Um, yeah, and then he had, like, some castle that he played in... in yeah, this year, yeah, he he made a bad trade for Sam Bradford thinking he was going to be good, and he wasn't. But again, even this team, it's not like they, were, they weren't horribly coached. Yeah, what, they're going to end up, you know, 7 and 9 or you know, even 6 and 10, but, like, that's about reflective of the talent that he's left himself for this season. So the the idea that, that Chip Kelly is all of a sudden a bad coach after he was like a genius for two years, I don't know. I, I sort of find that laughable because I I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's a good coach. I think he just pissed he just pissed everybody off in Philadelphia with with his decision making. Obviously the the race the you know quote racist thing didn't help, but we still don't have any evidence that Chip Kelly is actually a racist. Sorry, I was just attacked by some sort of announcement because I tried to go oh man that was very interesting sorry uh, I didn't catch the end of what you said besides Chip Kelly's a racist so could you repeat yourself quickly well I was uh, well, I was saying like there's just he is a good coach is the point that I'm making the idea that he's not a good coach I don't right. understand okay. because he's just basically like he's a terrible GM clearly and he made some bad decisions but, and he's and he alienated the people of Philadelphia, uh, but like some of that was based on those racist allegations. But we don't have proof that he's actually a racist, so like that shouldn't be enough of itself for him to get fired. But I, I don't right. know. It just, Nick weird Nick Foles last year, the year before that, I was that's what I was trying to look up. And just to everybody out there, don't go to football-reference.com. It's it's pro-football-reference.com if you want to look up something on footballreference.com because football-reference.com is some sort of virus spam like yelling in my ears don't go there um nick Foles and michael vick 10 games for Foles and and six games for vick so it was Foles twice that he really went 10 and six with okay fair enough um but i think maybe Foles got hurt towards the end of that 2013 season because they did finish first in the division. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Calvin thinks Chip Kelly got a bad rap. I'm just glad that the Eagles are in turmoil again, because ever since my freshman year in college, I've just not been able to stand the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Well, I also hate that. the Philadelphia Eagles, so right. uh, yeah, do not like the Eagles very much at all. As they are in my division, I don't hate them the way that I hate the Cowboys, but I certainly hate them the way that I hate most of the teams that I hate. <laughs> like the, uh, How do you I feel know, about you uh, the Cleveland Browns? How do you feel about that team? How oh, you're seg- you segwayed over the joke I was about to make, but that's fine. Oh, fine, make a right joke. No, it's already ruined. It wasn't, that, it wasn't funny enough to go back to. Uh, so instead, we'll go to the Browns. So... I don't know if you have heard about this, Ray, but there's yet another video of your boy, Johnny Menzel. Uh, I've heard this. Running, running wild, the party and all the money man. internet, flashing that money sign. There's yet he's another got, video. He's got two on, tickets to paradise. On social media, uh, Browns coach Mike Pettin was, again, asked a bunch of questions about it. He said, you know, he refused to, to address it and said he'll talk to Johnny directly about it. it. You know, it was an ESPN thing. They were bugging him about it. But like, I don't know. You, I don't know if you've actually seen the video for this. Well, I do know because you told me that you hadn't before we started the show. Right. But nope. I was I'm doing a it. bit where I pretended to not know whether or not you had seen the video. And so the video is essentially, first of all, like, like to me, to me, the, the biggest crime of this video is the fact that the video exists, right? Like, how how is Johnny Manziel like still going on social media? Like you know what? The, when I heard about this on the radio, that's the first thing that I thought of this morning. Who is putting these videos out there, and who's allowing for these videos to be put out? Don't don't his don't his uh, his PR guys, his agents have have a little more sense than that. Can't they get a hold of the situation a little bit quicker than that? Or are they actually allowing somebody in his entourage to be putting these videos out there? Then I started thinking, maybe Johnny Manziel is just trying to find a way out of Cleveland, Calvin. Maybe he's yeah, trying to get cut. I like that. I like maybe, that. Maybe maybe he's letting these videos be, be released in hopes that he just gets cut and then he can go find a new place to play uh and and sort of tell them that listen, I'm not as bad. I've cleaned my up my act. I'm not as bad as as they're making me out to be in Cleveland. These videos are are just harmless and I'll prove it to you and and just find a better place to play cuz he doesn't want to be there. That's my conspiracy theory on Johnny Manziel right there. Made it up. On like the spot, it. boom. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I can understand why it would be hard to get over an addiction to drinking. I can also understand why it'd be hard to get over an addiction to partying, especially if you were rich and famous and you like women and you have a lot of friends. But I get those two things. But what I what I don't get is like that it would be hard for you to avoid like an addiction to Instagram. You know what I mean? Like that's it seems pretty easy if you're if you're Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I don't know, maybe because there's all sorts of famous dudes who party all the time and don't end up with, with pictures over the internet, especially because, again, with this guy, if you, you if you watch this video of Johnny Menzel, he's, he's singing a song uh, by the hip-hop artist Future, and he's like, there's like one other person in, in the video, and he's just drinking a Four loco, which I don't know if you know what a Four loco is, Murray. Oh, I do. It's a, yeah. So it's basically just an energy. Please tell alcohol. the people what a four loco is, but I know I yeah. certainly know what a four loco is. I've had plenty of them in my time. Yeah, a four loco is just an energy drink with alcohol in it. But like the the alcohol content of a four loco, yeah, the energy drink element of it like riles you up. But the amount of alcohol that's in a can of four loco 
it's it's essentially like being hot with with a couple of Smirnoff ices, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I can't. Like, how how can anybody be like he was caught in another video partying? I keep seeing these headlines partying when again there's like one dude at this place he's at. He's in somebody's house. There's one other dude there. And yeah, he's I'm just. A song. I just pulled it up right now. It's like he. This is a selfie video. He. Yeah. He's. he's this is a this is a total selfie video. Not, somebody else is not filming this. It's not something that's been caught. Like I led up to this with his entourage. Why why is somebody in his entourage posting this stuff? It's it's him. This is a selfie video of him with a four loco and another friend with music blasting in the background. He's at a Christmas party. He's putting this out there. Busted coverage is the one that put it out there. That is like a that, that's that's an actual thing. That's not just some random person. That's Johnny Manziel sending this over, I would imagine, to the folks at Busted Coverage and then them posting it. Otherwise, where where are they going to find this thing and claim it as their own? Because that's the way I'm looking at it right now. They're getting credit for having this video on Instagram. I just I feel like Manziel's the one that shot it. He had to have authorized to put it out there unless somebody hacked his phone. Is that Was that the excuse we're going to get? No, but, that's, but that's the thing. We don't. That's my point. We don't need. We don't need an excuse. That's not a video of him partying. Let this guy. He, he, like, look. I don't. I even think he, him partying is fine. But like, this is what we've come to. This guy. Like, seriously. He can't, he can't. Like, he can't post a video of him singing a song and drinking a four logo. You know, he can. Like, he lives. Like, like, what's what's more innocuous than that? Yeah. Should he be? Should be? If I was Johnny Mandela, I would just. I would just like close out all my social media media accounts. I I don't know. I'd start wearing a mask in public. <laughs> you, know, you you would see me. I would walk around like dressed as a Philly fanatic if I was Johnny Manziel. <laughs> you would never see. And then you would be then you would be uh, on Chip Kelly's cards that he no longer uses anymore or needs anymore. There you go. Yeah, I would even play. I play quarterback in that Philly fanatic costume. That's, that's what I'd be doing <laughs> if I was that guy. <laughs> so Johnny Manziel in hot water again in Cleveland, and as far as I'm concerned, I think he's asking for it, and he wants it, and he's doing it on purpose to get cut, so he can get out of Cleveland, that hellhole. Do I sell the Cleveland song on here? No, of course not. Cleveland, never even been there. Don't want to go. Um, a place that I have been though is. Um, I can't tie this in. I'm just going to play the song. And I don't want the world to see me Cause I don't think that Hello, they understand When everything's made to be broken All sorts of wrong buttons here. Liz Farola, everybody. Hello, Liz. Welcome to the show. Hello. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. How are you? We're uh, We're a little rapid fire here tonight, it seems. Rolling That's right along. Great. Human business. Um, I like it. I don't. I was really scraping the, the barrel here for topics tonight, so. Because I'm pissed off for greatness. <laughs> There's a warning right. right now. Warning. One of them, great. I will admit, Calvin gave me, so he already has knowledge of this one. But, uh. <gasps> <laughs> I'm just gonna play clips. 
No, no, go ahead. No, I'm done. I'll, I'm hand, my hands are up. <laughs> so, the headline for this is Gamer Keeps System On. Oh, sorry, I just had a little cough attack, so I'm recovering. Uh, Gamer Keeps System On for 20 Years to Keep Saved Games, which I thought What's was very system? amusing. Um, it's called a Super Famicom, which is the Japanese Excuse name me? for the Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. It's Japanese Super Nintendo. Which is interesting. It looks pretty cool, actually. But <clears throat> he's kept so apparently there's like a battery that you can charge that keeps it um, the controller on. But he's he's kept it on for 20 years. 180,000 hours. What he's, game is it? Uh, well, hold on, I'm looking. It has Japanese characters on it, but I don't I don't know how to read. Japanese um, game. What is this game? All it said was... I don't know. I can't hear it. I don't know what it's called. Come on, Calvin. Help her out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what game it is. Oh, my God. He's not even... It doesn't even say what he's playing. That's so stupid. 20-year... It doesn't say? Video game. No, he, he's only turned it off once, and it was when he moved, like, moved houses. But the lithium battery stayed on, so he didn't lose all of his stuff. As Where did you find this? It came out in 1994. What it, it doesn't say what the game is. Um, this is on IGN.com. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, wait, wait, wait. Trying wait. To Hold on. Sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. The game name is Umihara Kawasi. I don't know what that is. It's not like um, Interesting. Uh, it's a series of platform is. games starring a 19-year-old Japanese schoolgirl, Kawasi Umihara, who has somehow Wait. become lost in a world of mutated saltwater and freshwater creatures. Oh, I'm reading from okay, Wikipedia right now. She, she a, wears her school uniform a, along with a bright pink rucksack. And the game's main distinction are their tranquil fish and bird-infested worlds and the rope physics, which defines the gameplay. There you, there you have it. I like that there are both salt and freshwater fish in this game. <laughs> got to differentiate this. That's right. Mutated salt and freshwater creatures. I'm glad that you explained that because the picture I'm looking at is this girl with, like, a backpack, and she's holding this giant fish lure. So... It makes more sense now. But, anyways, I thought that was interesting. He still hasn't turned it off. That is interesting. I, I mean, you, you can also get it for Windows. Well, I guess you wouldn't oh, want to great. leave a computer on for 20 years. It's impossible. You know. Has he been playing it for 20 years, or is he just holding on to it? No. It just said, it says that he estimates that he's had his console turned on for over 20 years. Um... And if he turns it off, he'll lose the data that he's been saving. So here's another uh, here's another Wikipedia gem. The name is written as four kanji characters: Umi, Hara, Kawa, and Sei, meaning sea, belly, river, black, or I'm sorry, back. And this is an extraction from a Japanese kitchen idiom. Sea fish are fat in the belly. River fish are fat in the back. 
There you go. Your distinction what? between saltwater and freshwater creatures, Calvin. That feels like a hip a hip hop song lyric. But what That's I don't really, get is like, That's really interesting, I have to say. What, what I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to save this segment. Well, I don't get what what he's saving the game <laughs> for. He's like, okay, if he if he loses the game, what does it mean? If he's not playing it, is he saving it for his daughter's wedding? Like, what's what's the end game here, for this guy? Yeah, like, I mean, he's not even he's not playing it, so it's like, is he just being lazy? Yeah. Like, he's not even trying to beat it. Like, what happens if he loses the game? It doesn't mean anything, right? All it says is it says he'll to start over, I guess. The data that he's been keeping alive. Yeah. So, well, how long what, it is. what gain is a man if you save the whole game and loseth the whole world? Oh, Confucius over here. Um, so that was the first story. Okay. My second story. All right. Made it through. Is, What's the next is, one? This one's sort of a, a debate topic. So I'm oh going to need both of your inputs on this one. So there's this, do you guys remember like a couple months ago when we had like the, the whole debate about the dress color? Remember that picture of the dress? Yeah. Uh-huh. Blue gold. So, yeah, the blue, black, gold thing. Yeah. So there's a new internet debate and it's maybe something you've seen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you have. I'm going to try to describe it, but basically the debate is about if a dog were to wear pants, what the pants would look like. The two uh-huh. schools of thought are as follows, okay? One is that the dog, like, standing on all fours, would have pants starting at its, like, chest and going all the way down, covering all four legs. Or, if the dog were to wear pants, would they? would it only be his bottom half of his body, like, just his hind legs? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? There, pants are two-legged. It's a two-legged thing. There's no four-legged pants. If if you had but, four-legged pants, you'd be on your arms. No, okay. it's, it's got to be it's got to be the bottom half only. But but pants cover well, your legs, and they use four legs. Well, well let's just say, oh yeah, but they're not four-legged pants. Like that doesn't even make sense. Because, that's that's what I'm saying though. The two pictures yeah. are one of them is a four-legged pants, and one's a two-legged pants. Well, the four-legged pant is not a pant. It's like a jumpsuit. All right, you know what it is? It's like a train conductor's outfit. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what you're wearing at that point. You're wearing, you're, the dog is basically wearing a train conductor's outfit. No. Because, like, <laughs> no. because... No, no. no because, Those are overalls. Those are overalls. Because the two, There's no yeah. straps on these. The, the two no. legs... No, 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 no. No, you, I'm, I'm not saying... Okay, all right. I'm going to... 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 Right. Clarify this right now. Pants are another word for trousers, which are an outer garment covering the body from the waist to the ankles, with a separate yes, part so for each leg. So here's the here's the debate. What if you cover all waist. four legs? Or, but if a dog is standing on all four legs, what is considered its halfway point? Like, would it be what, all? Four no. Legs what what is its waist? Pants? What is its waist? I don't know. I mean, the I, waist is I'm below the belly. The waist is below the belly. You can't put pants around your legs, ribs, though. and but you don't put pants Wait. around your around your heart, around your ribs. You don't you don't heart. put pants up there. That's for that's for a shirt. So excuse me, oh, dogs oh, oh. that are standing on on four legs, but 
You're going to have to not have anything because your front legs are now arms. They are now becoming arms if you're going to try and wear pants. That's where we that's where we are here on Killers Whispers. Well, I'm hold on. Now I'm looking at trousers, underpants. Well, these these definitions don't help me at all. Uh, now I can't find the definition of pants. Trousers. It's pants. Pants is trousers, and then trousers is an outer garment covering the body from the waist to the ankles with a separate part for each leg. I just said it. Well, here's the thing. I'm looking at Mary Irish in origin. It says, it says outer garment covering each leg separately and usually extending from the waist to the ankle. Usually? Usually. Oh, so sorry. If, some people pull their pants up above their belly button. That's some so people you, do. So, so are you... Are you like yeah, stressing like the, the waist, the waist to ankle, or are we stressing each leg separately because they have four legs? They don't have legs and arms; they have four legs. Nah, if you're wearing pants, you have legs and arms. <laughs> no, they don't have they they don't have arms. <laughs> I'm, I just I think you know this is a never-ending debate. This is what's happening. I think that this is another. Did you see yeah, this on Facebook? No, I've I've seen it like on many different many different sites. I'll have to send you the link. The picture is hilarious. Personally, I'm gonna Google what would the dog from Neverending Story look like with pants on. I have to say this debate seems fabricated to me. It, it's like the debate when they're debating whether or not the hot dog is a sandwich. You know what I mean? Everyone knows a hot dog is not a sandwich. That is not a sandwich. All of a sudden, that debate gets introduced, like the notion that a hot dog is a sandwich was ever in question. The notion that a dog would wear four-legged pants, I I, I don't think that was ever actually in question. And somebody tried to change the rules of pants, and now it's become an internet. Oh, boy. I am going to settle this one once and for all. I'm going to send you you this picture, Liz. I'm sending you a picture. I'm going to send Calvin a picture, too, and uh, you guys are going to see this. It is a dog not only wearing pants, but wearing a shirt as well. <laughs> it's a dog with this jeans on, folks. Anything. I'm telling you, go Google dog with pants, and uh, you can see this this picture. It is a dog with pants, and you're going to really enjoy it when you see it. Uh, I, I know you will. As, as I'm most sending you dog the link of the, of the dogs in pants. So personally, I think that dogs in pants, like I, I picture it as the back legs are in pants, because if you're wearing, if you see in the picture that I sent you, the dog has a belt on these pants, on said pants, and a belt can't go around like the entire body of the dog. From oh, can it not? I agree, and that's exactly what the picture is that I just sent out to you. So we're all in agreement here. There is no never-ending debate. The dog wears the regular pants on just the two legs. <laughs> Listen, I was I, I wasn't arguing with you. I'm just saying there is a de- there is a debate and people are passionate about it. I agree. I think back legs. I feel pretty passionate yep. about it right now. I'm glad. I have a uh, I have a bonus loose second topic, not brought up by Liz, that I'd like to bring up uh, if you guys are interested in. So, apparently, um, future Joker, Jared Leto, have you guys heard of this guy, Jared Leto? Yes. Yeah, of course. Um, we know, we know who Jared Leto is, yeah. 
Yeah, kind of a douchey actor guy who's playing Chino. Uh, going to be the he's Joker. So well, apparently, apparently, he's gotten extremely <laughs> method with his Joker character. Uh, and he he basically sent his co-star, mm-hmm. uh, Margot Robbie, a dead rat. He sent Will Smith some bullets. He ordered the actor who plays his henchman to go out, find a bunch of rose bushes, and spray paint them all black. Uh, he, what's it called? He he wrote the word guns on a piece of paper and handed it to Marco Robbie. He uh, he ordered his henchmen to go to an arcade and and buy a bunch of your unique just like everybody else stickers, and he put them all over Will Smith's trailer. Uh, my question to you is, how stupid do you think that is? Go. I think that Heath Ledger I mean, was known to do the same thing as the Joker, right? I think that's yeah, he, the, he, that he, was he, part of the thing that was going on with him. He was an extremely method actor. Right. But I don't. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that it was like, hey, I'm going to play all these subversive. Yeah, I mean, this is getting pretty intense. Like, yeah, it seems to be pretty intense, Here's, like borderline. Yeah, I think I think that in if it was anybody else, I think it's stupid. But since it's Jared Leto, I'm not surprised one bit because he's kind of a nut. Like I don't think he's being very method. I think he's just being a weirdo. Just going pants. It's really creeping me out. And you know what I think it is. The tires wearing the first of all, my first problem is my first problem is the belt. But my second problem is because of like how low the pants are and like where the shirt goes, it makes me feel like his pants are hanging too low. And then like <laughs> I haven't even looked at Murray's. I have to look at it now. I'm like creating. Yeah, are, like, are you being rude now? <laughs> like that dog. You guys like that dog? Yeah. I'm telling exactly. you. I'm telling you, people. All you, I did was you. Google dog with pants. First Google image: dog with pants. Guys, guys, you know what my issue is? Where does his tail go? That looks so uncomfortable. This <laughs> poor dog. Been. There are actually Google a lot pants. of Google images of dogs with pants that I will have to uh, peruse. <laughs> shortly after the show ends because that will be fun. I will tell you, I do think that this dog looks like a happy dog. He doesn't look unhappy to be wearing pants, so. No, he looks like he's in good shape. He spent a lot of time in these pants, I feel like. He's just used to it. (laughs) All right. Well, those are my topics. All right. Wait, Calvin, what's your official vote on the dogs with pants? Hold on. Calvin, what's your official vote on the dogs with pants? I think pants have to remain pants. Yeah, no. <laughs> you have a D. Yes, we know. Pants are pants. Pants yeah. are pants. Back, so the back, just the hind legs? Yeah, I mean, I think you can put a separate pair of pants on the front leg. If you want to go, like, sure. like uh, to take a, a phrase from Requiem, from a dream, if you want to go pants to pants, you can. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> That is awful. But, but I think there has to be there has to be two it has to be two separate pairs of pants. You can't just have what? one. You can't have one four-legged pair oh. of pants. I reject that notion. Yeah, until but, until people start walking around with four legs, pants are pants, and it's two legs, and that's all there is to it. Sorry, any of you four-legged 
people out there that uh, are going to be offended by that. Discrimination. Yeah, I'm discriminating against people with four legs. That's what I'm doing. Terrible. Terrible. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you, Liz. We uh, really appreciate it. And uh, at least nobody is uh, about the uh, (laughs) debate. We're all right. We're all right. That's great. All right. See ya. There she goes. Good night, Liz. There she goes. And I don't want the world to see me. There we go. All right. Goodbye, Liz. Thank you. Okay, there she goes. Uh, One more topic here, Calvin, before we round things out. Um, But uh, first, I will remind everybody about the Garden Report. The Garden Report is what Jared throws out there after every Celtics game. You can find it on YouTube.com slash CLNS Radio. And he does the locker room interviews. He shoots it on the parquet floor where the Celtics will be playing the Lakers tomorrow night, so you can tune in for that ga- uh, for that post-game show and hear Jared's interview in the Garden Report. That, of course, is brought to you by the Grandstand app. He uses that Grandstand app to record his own highlights from the stands and use them on the uh, Garden Report. And on that locker room report, Sponsored by Grand, the Grandstand app. So go to grandstand.me or the App Store today to get that Grandstand app, and you can share your highlights of the Celtics game. Maybe you're going to the Lakers game tomorrow night. You can share some highlights that way. Um, all right, Calvin, one final topic here after we've laughed our asses off about this dog with pants. Uh, it is a basketball topic. Hey. <laughs> Basketball topic, finally. Finally, here we go. All right. So, Mark Jackson uh, had some comments about his former uh, player. I couldn't think of what what do you call – anyway, former player uh, Steph Curry Mm -hmm. uh, during the the ABC broadcast of the Warriors and Heat. I'm sorry. My brain is all over the place. Warriors and Cavs. Uh, He said, Steph Curry's great. Steph Curry's the MVP. He's a champion. Understand what I'm saying when I say this, Jackson said during the Warriors victory over Cleveland. To a degree, he's hurt the game. And what I mean by that is I go to these high school gyms, I watch these kids, and the first thing they do is run to the three-point line. You are not Steph yep. Curry. Work on the other aspects of the game. I now, agree. He took a lot of, yeah, he took a lot of flack for this. How do you feel about it? What he said. I, I think he's I think he's right, and people again are just pulling the headline and saying Mark Jackson doesn't like Steph Curry when re- they're not even listening to his actual comments and the context behind it, uh, because that's all got, all, all kids do now. That's all they want to do is jack threes. They don't care about getting to the hoop as much. They don't care about running set offenses and uh, setting picks and finding a way to get players open with the pass and moving the ball and all that sort of team aspect of basketball that I love and that I know a lot of fans out there still love. Um, it's great to see a guy go out there and, sh- and score 50 a night and shoot all the threes in the world and 
shoot from half court and just look so smooth like Steph Curry does. And it's great to see a guy like LeBron James uh, just dominate a game for that matter. And anybody that can pull it, pull it off like that for that matter. I don't want to feel like I'm complimenting LeBron James here, but it's great to see those top superstar talents doing those things. But as far as the everyday young basketball player is concerned, you're not, you're probably not a superstar type talent. So try and be, get better at the things that are going to improve you as a role player. In my mind is what these, these kids should be doing. And, um, because at some point you're just going to stop playing basketball because you're not going to be able to do anything. Uh, if there are other players out there that are working on the, the smaller aspects of the game, as opposed to just jacking threes and things like that. So, uh, I hope that, that people aren't just going to go out there and think that they're Steph Curry and try and fill up, fill up the, the scoreboard every night. But, uh, Mark Jackson has a point if you ask me. Rory, I, I think that I, I uh, agree with your notion that, like, people misunderstood Mark Jackson's comments to a degree, but I, I also think that, like, Mark Jackson probably had a poor choice of words when he he, he when he said Steph Curry is, is ruining the game of basketball because, because of what it's doing to these kids. Because, you know, you and I have been fans of basketball for years. Uh, you, you've seen, uh, you know, for my entire life, uh, basically my entire basketball playing life up until, you know, the last three or four years, all I've been hearing about is how, like, you know, the NBA has lost fundamentals. Kids don't want to, you know, learn any fundamentals. They don't want to learn how to shoot. All they want to do is dunk because of guys like Vince Carter and, and Blake Griffin and LeBron. They see the Kobe's and they all dunk, and all they want to do is, is show flashy athleticism. And be, nobody nobody was ever like, oh, the rain man is ruining basketball for throwing down crazy dunks. You know what I mean? So, so this notion that Steph Curry is inspiring more kids to want to learn how to shoot. Yeah, should they learn all the aspects of the game? Uh, yeah, that they, they probably you should probably try to you know become as good of a basketball player as possible while you're playing. But to hold the guy who's awesome at something responsible for like like ruining other people oh, sure. when, when when especially when what they're learning is like has is such a like fundamental skill of basketball being able to hit a three is like such a, a valuable skill set particularly like if you don't have athleticism yeah no, nobody can shoot like Steph Curry and and that that's why it, it's not going to work out for them and yeah they jack up threes and they have terrible percentages but like if you actually if you actually could learn to play like Steph Curry why wouldn't you you know what I mean like I, I don't no, think I agree. Like, you Mark Jackson Mark Jackson definitely could have avoided the headline by wording that differently and still getting his point across. But for yeah. whatever reason, he decided to throw Steph Curry in there. And it does sound like he's blaming Steph Curry for the uh, upcoming downfall of the NBA in his mind. But uh, I don't believe yeah. that. That's not that's not what I'm trying to say. I, I'm just saying that he has a point. Uh, he could have made it a little bit better, though. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, like, when when the best player is a crazy dunker, uh, like then people want to be crazy dunkers, but they they can't they can't necessarily do that. But like yeah, that the kids will also like try to focus on that, or, or if like you know somebody had a scoop shot, maybe kids would like focus on trying to get that scoop shot so they could look like that guy, or, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? If if the best player was Kyrie, maybe kids would just like focus focus on like uh, behind the back dribbles and. and 
you see what I'm saying? It's like the, whoever is out there, whoever is like the, the the flashiest player out there, kids will always try to emulate. I don't think it has anything to do with Steph Curry. It's The only thing it has to do with is like Steph Curry is making that thing shooting right now. You know what I mean? That thing is becoming shooting. But I think if, if Steph Curry, you know, if Steph Curry's career ended tomorrow and somebody new came into the NBA that had a specific thing uh, that was his bread and butter and he was as popular a player as Steph Curry, then kids would try to emulate that. That's just the nature of humanity and specifically basketball, and I feel like it's been that my whole life. So, Well, that's, that's out interesting to, now. That's interesting to me. Who yeah. Who would be that next guy? Is it a guy like Russell Westbrook? Is it... Kevin Durant, or say Steph Curry's not there, who who, do you, who would they look at after that? Who are or I mean, obviously not everybody's going to love Steph Curry. He's a very likable player, but some kids are going to grow up and say, ah, everybody likes Steph Curry. I don't want to be a front runner type of per- person. I'm going to like somebody else. Who's that second tier type of guy? Is it Durant? Maybe even a Carmelo Anthony you throw out there. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, Carmelo's a little old. Obviously, LeBron is, is still up there. Steph Curry has that value for kids because he looks like a kid. He's not He's not that big. He's like an attainable thing. I he think looks like a kid. Yeah, he, he has, he, he's not attainable, but he the, the way – I think that's part of it is like the, the way that he plays basketball feels like it's attainable for kids who are playing out there on the court, even though it's actually not. You know what I mean? It, it might be easier to emulate than, than say, Blake Griffin. But I, I guarantee you, like, Blake Griffin probably has – like, Steph Curry's not, also not the only guy who has that effect. It's not like, like literally, like, people are only trying to be Steph Curry. I, I don't th- – I think guys are trying to be Blake Griffin right now. Guys are trying to be LeBron. Guys are probably trying to be Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. If, if Curry left basketball, who would the next number one guy be? I think it'd be whoever, whoever sort of became the league's alpha dog. Uh, I, I think th- this this pace and space style we're seeing, um, it, it exists it, it to such a prevalent degree that it exists be, sort of because of Steph Curry. So I, I think with, without him, you know, it probably sort of reverts back to LeBron for the for the time being. But the next guy, I think if he had a, if he had a flashier personality, maybe Kawhi would be the next guy. You know, but I, I don't think he's. There you he's go. Dramatic. Yeah, he's not as well. I mean, if you if you want to base it on um, All Star voting in the first returns this year, you're you're still having have to look. You still have to look. Well, I mean, forget about Kobe. Let's talk about some younger players because obviously Kobe's the top guy. uh, But people aren't going to be emulating his game the way it is right now. Maybe they are still looking at old footage of him, but not the way it is right now. Um, You're still looking at LeBron James, like you said. uh, But after that. Guys like Paul George, even uh, Dwayne Wade still still is racking up the votes, 300,000 votes so far. Uh, Kevin Durant on the other side, 350,000 votes. So those are the guys that we're sort of looking at, I guess, still. Um, Wade and, and Durant. So I guess the point is, Calvin, there really isn't a young-ish player that fans are latching on to, aside from Stephen Curry. I mean... Harden's having a down. Harden and uh, Anthony Davis are both having down years, so it's it's hard to say either one of them. But I mean, people are. But you have to imagine people are trying to get that Euro step that that Harden does down, right? I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of like yeah, the young I mean, guys. I think 
I would guess. Let's see. Harden, yeah. Harden has 100. Harden has less votes right now than uh, Clay Thompson, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. He's got less votes than Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Blake Griffin, uh, Kevin Durant. He has less votes than Kyrie Irving, for that matter, who hasn't even played. So James Harden having a tough time cracking those votes in the Western Conference for for the All-Star game. Yeah, I mean, he's having – well, the Rockets got off to a bad start. He, his shooting percentage was low. So, like, and I, I think that he's he's got knocks for his defense. And and it's just the fact that he plays the same position as Kobe, which is another problem for him. But um, Deservedly so. Yeah, but it's not a problem for – well, actually, Kobe's in the front court. Actually, they, they have the front court, back court thing for the All-Star game. So, Harden they, is not losing Kobe any votes court? to Kobe. They have Kobe in the front court. They have Kobe court. in the front court? Interesting. Yeah. Top guards are Steph Curry, Westbrook, Paul, um, Clay Thompson, Harden, and then after that, Rondo, Iguodala, Lillard, Ginobili, Parker. In the front court, it's Kobe, Durant, Blake Griffin, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, and you don't see a center until Anthony Davis hits number six. Interesting. Interesting. So. Huh. All right. Well, I stand corrected. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I just think that, like, the, the style of, of whoever's popular. It's not even whoever's the best player necessarily, although like, clearly this year he's been the best player. But I, I just think that he has a combination of like elements that make him a popular player. The, the warrior style, you know, o- overall, which is fun. Steph Curry style, which is fun. People want to like him and want to watch him play, so then they're going to try to emulate him out of the court. As a Lakers fan, I've been seeing people, you know, on pickup courts, trying to do Kobe's turnaround fadeaway jumper my entire life. You know, I, I mean, if, if you, it's, if particularly if you have a finishing move that's, like, uh, iconic, that iconic finishing move is going to be emulated by people trying to play basketball. Yeah, so what is it? Russell Westbrook's slash and score? Right, that's the thing about Russell, like, as awesome as Russell Westbrook is, what, like, What's he known for? Just crazy athleticism. Like you can't just like you. It, it's impossible to emulate Russell Westbrook because he sort of just does regular dunks, but at like crazy speed and height. You know, right? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like right. It, it's it's easier to emulate. All right. Yeah. All right. I think uh, I think that's going to do it for us. I think I'm spent on that one. Yeah. Just remind everybody about yep. the Tick IQ app that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. If you're looking for tickets to uh, Gillette, Fenway, when they come back around in the springtime, or the Garden for some Bruins or Celtics action, maybe you're looking for a WWE event or a concert, you to go see your favorite band, the Goo Dolls, you should go to TickIQ.com, or more importantly, the TickIQ app that you can get on your iPhone or Android device. Pick that up right now and use the promo code BOSTON uh, on your first purchase from that app and you get 10%, 10%, 10%, 10% off. Again, promo code Boston on the Tick IQ app. Um, and while you're downloading apps, just get the CLNS Radio mobile app already. If you're listening to us on BTR, you're behind the times. CLNSradio.com slash iOS free or CLNSradio.com slash Android for the Android devices you have out there. It's free. It's awesome. You can listen to us anytime. So do it. 
All right, Calvin, anything else you want to throw out there before the new year? Because there's only a couple days left, and then we'll be back in 2016. No, nothing at all. Literally nothing. Not even Happy New Year. Literally nothing. nothing. Well, yeah, just nothing. I'm just going to play a bunch of clips then as we get out of here. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Uh, Roger Clemens is in George Steinbrenner's box. Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee. Because I'm picked off for greatness. I have to know your song. What are you singing? Yeah, what are you singing? I am singing. Um, I'm the, the the the. We do a double shot, so 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 I'm singing my first two. Is going to be tricky by Run DMC. Nice. And and I'm going to do um. You 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 got to fight for the right to party right. by by a, okay. one of the best bands of all time, the Beastie Boys. Goodbye!